also with like social media and things, people are always out there putting the best version of themselves. They're out there putting the best asanas that they're in. Yeah. And I feel like that somewhere completely distorts reality because, um, I mean, in the bigger picture, yoga is a lot more than just the asana practice. So right now what I'm talking about is just the asana practice. And when people see all these incredible handstands and headstands, these poses and they're like but I can never do that my family's noticed as well the days that I don't hit my mat yeah no one wants to meet me <laughs> if you decide today that yes I'm gonna do yoga every single day for one month and you I don't know you you pick up one YouTube video which is for like 45 minutes long and then you're like okay I can't do this again that's not how it's going to work. The balance that you learn on the mat through the yoga poses is actually what helps you build the balance of the mat. So every time I do a balance practice, whether it's like a standing balance practice or arm balances, the one thing in my head is always that you need to take this balance off the mat and into your daily life as well. Vanakam, namaste, and hello, everyone. Welcome to the 11th episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. In today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us. And to start off, after securing a business degree from England, she joined her family business back in India. While she's a full-time business professional, her passion lies in yoga, fitness, and caring for the environment. A true believer in the spirit of community, building, and networking, she founded Community Embark, a networking venture in the health and wellness space. Just a year ago, during the pandemic, she started a yoga handle on Instagram called Yogi Gone Green, through which she aspires to inspire people to live a healthier, happier, and more eco-friendly lifestyle. She's now a certified yoga teacher and happily juggles her passion for yoga and teaching yoga along with, the, with her nine to five job. Let's give a big round of applause to Sana Sahani. Thank you, thanks for having me here Swati. Hi Sana, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to hear your perspective of yoga and I cannot wait. Same, likewise, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Me too. So um, I want to start off by asking you, how did your journey of yoga start? So that's an actually very interesting question. Um, the first time I think I ever practiced yoga was when I was a little kid. I remember my dad used to be very regular with his yoga practice and he used to do it every morning. So on weekdays, I'd be rushing off to school and um, my my send-off was usually while he was in his yoga class, he would just turn back and just wave to me. And it was on weekends when I'd be like, okay, I want to join you with, you know, doing what you're doing. So um, that's how it started. But at that time, I was never heavily into it. I would just do it as like a weekend activity, you know, maybe to spend time with my dad or something. Right. But um, it was a couple of years ago. I think it was exactly six or seven years ago, maybe when I was in England. And I had signed up for a, a fitness class at one of the local health clubs. And um, it turns out that the classes got swapped and I ended up attending an Ashtanga Vinyasa yoga class. Okay. Now, at that time, I had no idea what an Ashtanga Vinyasa yoga class was, but I was like, okay, you know, I'm here, so why not? Let's just go yeah. for it. And um, 
it, it lasted for about an hour and 30 minutes and it was probably the most unexpected one and a half hours of my life and after that I have no idea something clicked something connected and um, ever since that day it was a Tuesday ever since that day every Tuesday and Thursday I was back at the same health club for the same Ashtanga Vinyasa class for the next three years it was it was that's how my journey began there was just something about that class which is kind of completely um turned things over for me and ever since then i've been very very regular with the ashtanga practice and then when i came back to india um it was i realized it's something that i really want to continue to do so i ended up going to kerala for a retreat for 10 days and um, continued with my practice there and then ever through the pandemic um, it was it was kind of like my go-to activity so um, I feel like there was so much going on out there it was so mentally taxing and this was something that I really look forward to every single day so I may not have worked every single day of the pandemic but the one thing I definitely did every single day was um, practice yoga so yeah and then one thing led on to the other and before i knew it i was um, a certified yoga teacher <laughs> that's amazing i think it's so nice that you attended that um vinyasa class um for yoga and i'm so glad that you did because you know like trying something new for the first time not knowing what it is and kind of exploring around that is really nice and you know i'm sure i i'm sure that you learned a lot from the vinyasa class ashtanga vinyasa class Definitely. And I think one of the reasons that I really got hooked onto it is because in the Ashtanga practice, we have something called the Mysore practice is when you start developing your own practice and then you follow the entire series by yourself. Yeah. And over time, when you keep practicing it, you get really used to it. So you know exactly which movement comes next. And you can see yourself progressing in that every time you practice. And I think that itself was such a good motivation when you see that, you know, you're your asanas are progressing better and getting better and better day by day. When you see yeah. that progress for yourself in your own practice, that itself is like a push and a motivation for you to get onto the mat. So um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like progress, like practice more than practice makes perfect. It's more over practice makes progress. And definitely. I, definitely, I definitely agree with how you said it's a dose of motivation. It can definitely push you to your limits and do more um, yoga every day. So indeed, I agree with that. Now, I want to come into the next question by asking you. So I know you said you practice um, Ashtanga Vinyasa. So is that the style of yoga you practice regularly or... Yes, so um, I practice the, um, I do the Ashtanga primary series very regularly. So that's in, okay. in fact, when I came back, that was, it was literally the only thing that I used to practice day in and day out. Um, but ever since I did my um, teacher training course, mm. ever since then, I started doing bits of just vinyasa flows and then some hatha yoga as well. And I, I, kind of um, got hooked on to that as well. But if it was me in my personal practice, it would definitely be an um, Ashtanga Vinyasa um, a practice, yeah. Yeah, I think Ashtanga Vinyasa is such a like a peaceful sequence. It has so many things to it. So I feel like it can it can really change your mindset. Like I feel like even practicing yoga simply can change the way how you think and change, you know, your the the way like if you have if you have a bad day or something it can totally change it around so yeah I 
Yeah, definitely. I think the energy that it's it's funny because sometimes we say when you're on the mat you're trying to increase whatever energy that you have inside of you or you're either trying to increase it or you're trying to let go of some sort of ne- negative energy and sure. i'm really grateful and thankful to have experienced both those things so there are days when i i'm just so full of energy and i want to go put that into my practice yeah. but then there are days when i'm so down and out and i just need my mat to sort of get that energy back in so um yeah very rightly said it's a very peaceful practice and i think also what's really nice about it is that once you get um into your mysore practice and you know the movement that's coming next you kind of let go of everything else so you're not really thinking yeah. about other things and it's just you and the movement and your mat at that point so you know i think that is something i really like about the ashtanga practice as well yeah definitely i think i think for everyone like the viewers um and listeners of course i'm sure that they can connect with this and for the for the ones that are new to yoga i hope this is a motivation from sana um you know like getting into the mat and even trying yoga on on your weakest days it can really change you around so thank you for that now i want to come into our next question by asking you are there any myths that you encountered in terms of yoga i think um ever since i started the handle the the instagram handle one of the most common things that i get asked is um but i'm not flexible how can i do yoga yeah you know because um also with like social media and things people are always out there putting the best version of themselves they're out there putting the best asanas that they're in yeah. and i feel like that somewhere completely distorts reality because um I mean in the bigger picture yoga is a lot more than just the asana practice so right now what i'm talking about is just the asana practice and when people see all these incredible handstands and headstands and these yeah. king pigeon poses and they're like but i can never do that so yeah. you know that's one of the biggest myths that i i came across was that i need to be flexible to be able to do yoga i think that is absolutely not true that's that's kind of like saying I need to know how to speak Spanish to attend a Spanish lesson. I mean, what's the yeah. point there, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so that and that's something I always say. I mean, the point of attending a yoga class or practicing yoga is to increase your flexibility. So, it's not a prerequisite. It's something that you gain out of it, and it's something that you gain over time. So, only if you're true to your practice and you continue and be consistent with it, it's something that you're going to end up with over time. So um that's definitely one of the biggest myths that um I I kind of came across ever since I started the Instagram handle as well. I think that's I think I'm sure that many of us can relate to that like the part of flexibility I feel like many people say you know I'm not too flexible because this pose is so advanced or because it is so hard to get to this pose for example crow pose or um even headstands as you mentioned a lot of people want to try that pose but then they're a bit hesitant because for one they probably don't have that enough amount of practice and they're just trying it on the day of hoping that they can achieve that. So, I feel like it's more of practice makes progress and flexibility you can gain flexibility from doing yoga as Sana mentioned. So, definitely. 
Yeah, for sure. I f- I hope that that mindset kind of changes from um, the flexibility part. And I feel like I definitely agree with the part where you mentioned about social media. When seeing all those colorful amount of asanas or when someone is doing something, it motivates us, it pushes us and makes us think, you know, I want to try out that too. But then we don't have that enough practice. So get on your mats, get that amount of practice in order to get to that asana flexibility. So yeah, that's that's wonderful. I definitely agree with what you mentioned. And another that. thing, just to add on to that, it just popped in my mind. But another thing that I always say, which is something um, leading on to what you just said, I personally feel like it's always about the journey to get there. So ever since yeah. I, 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 and I remember because I've been through this myself. Ever since I used to see um, people in a headstand, I was like, okay, I want to get into a headstand, you know. So it was like that's my goal, and I have to get into it. But in that process, I kind of let go of enjoying that journey. But over time, ever since my practice deepened and I actually understood what yoga really means, is when I realized that it's it's more about the journey and it's more about the progress every single day than actually reaching that goal of getting into the headstand. So enjoying that journey of falling down, getting back up, practicing again and again, that is so much more rewarding than the day that you actually get into a headstand. And I did realize that the day I managed my first headstand without the wall. That's so amazing. It's about the journey over, it's, it's the journey rather than the destination. And it's definitely always progress over perfection. Always. For sure, yeah. I feel like in the moment of getting into some advanced asana or pose, there's so much amount of, you know, failures you come across. But then when you get to that asana after so many days of trying so hard, there's that satisfaction you get. And it's like beyond rewarding to get to that day and, you know, to get that amount of practice inside of you. So for sure. Now, I want to come into our next question by asking you, um, was there any struggles you have faced when trying out yoga for the first time? Um, so I actually remember this was ages ago. This was in my first year at university when I was in England. I attended um, a yoga class in England and not the Ashtanga one, which kicked things off, but way before that. And having having come from a country where it's it's we're so strong about and proud of our yoga culture, I, I obviously knew I had an idea of what yoga is and having practiced it as a kid, I was I knew what it was. But adapting to the Western style of it, because that was that was not a yoga class, that was more of like a a workout or a stretching class. And yeah. adapting to that style and understanding that kind of took time and luckily that was probably the first and the last class that I attended at that center because I was like this is not yoga and I think somewhere back there there was this seed which was thrown inside of me which was like okay there is also a distorted perception of yoga somewhere out there not just in the west but also in our own country Mm -hmm. and I didn't see that with my personal practice because I had seen so much of yoga and had practiced so much of it. It's not something that I personally struggled with in my practice, but it's something that I struggled to wrap my head around and which is also one of the reasons that I was motivated to sort of share my practice with people through um, social media was because I kind of wanted people to get the right picture of what yoga actually is and not what... um, 
an adapted version of it is. So yeah, that I think would be a struggle um, which I give us. I think you summarized that very beautifully. I feel like I can definitely connect with the fact where you said how yoga is so different in the Western world. Um, I feel like it's it's a bit different compared to the original one. So I'm so glad that you're actually spreading awareness and doing asanas and getting those tutorials out um, for the people who have no idea about yoga. And I think it's amazing that you have that style of you um, and you're kind of doing, you're giving a better picture of them too about what yoga is exactly, exactly is. So I think that's, that's amazing. And I'm sure that you came, you came out of that struggle because um, of what you're doing in your page and, you know, how well you're doing, how well you're consistent with the asanas and how much you're posting. So that's wonderful. I'm my best. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to come into our next question by asking you. So having a business degree is an amazing accomplishment. And I want to ask a question, which is, do you find yoga and business to be connected? <laughs> That's a nice, very interesting question. Um, I don't think yoga and business, I wouldn't say they're connected, but um, I would say that um, having started this journey has really helped me with my business um, experience as well, just because I think it keeps me more calm in tough situations. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I don't think, I wouldn't personally say they're connected. And um, which is also why I really like this, space that I've created for myself, my yoga practice, my personal yoga practice is because I think when I've had a long stressful day at work, the one thing that I really look forward to at the end of the day, or just to start my day off with is that one hour, one and a half of hour of my practice. That's what I really look forward to. And which is why I try to keep the two things as separate as possible. But like I said, yoga is a lot more off the mat than it is on the mat. 90% of what you practice is actually off the mat. And it's just 10% of it is what you do on the mat in the form of asanas and in the form of pranayam. So that 90% is definitely a work in progress. It's something that I'm working on every single day, whether it's trying to be a little more calm in certain situations or things like that. Um, but um, yeah, it, it definitely, yoga definitely helps me with the business side of things. So it kind of helps me um, maintain the balance, which is, so this is something I always say, the balance that you learn on the mat through the yoga poses is actually what helps you build the balance of the mat. So every time I do a balance practice, whether it's like a standing balance practice or arm balances, the one thing in my head is always that you need to take this balance off the mat and into your daily life as well. So yeah, yeah I hope that answers the question. I like that. I like how you put it um, of the mat example and how you kind of how in some shape or form yoga and business are connected for you. And um, I feel like um, even for your Instagram page, Yogi Gone Green, um, I feel like there there are times when you may have used business strategies or marketing strategies to market your page. So in that shape or form, I believe that um business has business and yoga connected in that way for you. And I think that's marvelous. 
Now I want to come into our next question by asking you, you're quite consistent with yoga. So what motivates you to do yoga regu regularly and how can one be consistent with their practices? So I think for me, there are two things. One is it's over time, I've realized it's become my safe haven. It's something that I need. And it's something my family's noticed as well. The days that I don't hit my mat. Yeah. No one wants to meet me. <laughs> She's like, it's taking time for. Um, no, but yeah, it's definitely become my safe haven. And it's something that whether it's at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, I just need, uh, even if it's just 15 minutes every single day, but I need that time on my mat because that time for me is the only time that I have for myself but it's the only time where I can let go of absolutely everything else in the world and just not just not care about anything else but me me breathing and flowing on my mat and that's about it and I kind of realized that now I'm at that stage where I really need that time for myself yeah. and um, that level of sanity that it gives me is what keeps me going every day so I know to be to be in my perfect form and condition every single day not perfect but a good version of myself every single day I need that amount of time on my mat as well mm -hmm. and um, as far as uh, motivating others or like convincing others to get on the mat is concerned I personally feel like it's something that you need to experience yourself and there's one thing I um, uh, someone reached out to me once and they asked me the exact same question that you manage to practice every day but how do you how would you motivate someone else so I told her to um, I said start for 15 days just 15 days hit your mat every single day even if it's for 10 minutes it doesn't matter get onto your mat and start with five Surya Namaskars every single day. That's it. Do it for 15 days. Once you do that, once you complete that 15 day period, you will notice on your own the 16th day, you will be at your mat. You will have it rolled out and you'll be practicing whatever it may be, even if it's for just 10 minutes. That's the kind of effect that it has. And you need to start with baby steps. If you, if you decide today that, yes, I'm going to do yoga every single day for one month and you, I don't know, you, you pick up one YouTube video, which is for like 45 minutes long. And then you're like, okay, I can't do this again. That's not how it's going to work. So don't go one extreme, but try and find a middle ground somewhere and take baby steps to get to it. So just start with set, set yourself small goals and try and meet those every single day. And the one thing to remember is if you can't meet your goal on one particular day, do not give up. That's not, that's, it's not the end of the world. So give yourself a day to rest and then get back to it again. Start from scratch. Yeah. So that's, and, and once you experience it yourself is when you realize that it works for you and that you want to keep going back to it again and again. That's, you put it out so well. I feel like that's that's something that's so important. And I feel like you summarized it so well, um, especially with, I like how you said the 15 minutes practicing of yoga each day. Um, I feel like it can change a person entirely. Like, I like how you said at the beginning, how, you know, you are a different person when you practice like yoga. And then after you're completely changed, there's like that Sana 2.0. So um, I think with the tips you even gave, um, I think it really helps 
hopefully helps the viewers. And I hope they take it in, in themselves as well and try that out, set small goals, um, practice 15 minutes each day. I think it can change everything for the better. So start with, you know, 15 days first and then kind of expand more on the practice. So Sanal, what was your inspiration behind the name Yogi Gone Green? Oh, so that's a nice one. Um, I think ever since I was a little kid, the one thing I was extremely, extremely passionate about was the environment. So it was all about um, saving the environment and jumping on any project that I could see, which was to do with, um, you know, something to save the earth, or it was about saying no to plastic or things like that. I was always up for it and um, over the years I got involved with um, yoga and I realized that was my other passion so if today someone was to ask me what are the two things that you're extremely passionate about I would definitely say yoga and the environment and when I decided to share my practice with um, um, with the world um, I knew somewhere along the line I also wanted to talk as much as I could about sustainability and about going green so um, I kind of had to find a way to put the two things together. So I think I just woke up one day and was like, this is, this is it. I found it. So that's just how Yogi Gone Green came about. Just a way to string the two things that I absolutely love into one name. I think that's amazing. That's perfect. I feel like um, coming up with a name that, you know, you can really connect with and with having something that you really love, whether that be, you know, sustainability, eco-friendly stuff, and then yoga and connecting them together is really nice. I feel like it's it's a very unique um, type of name and it's a very unique page as well. So everyone, please do check out her page. Um, I'm sure you'll all love it. I have some rapid fire questions for you. This is one of my favorite segments. So um, I want to start off by asking you, what is one place you would like to practice yoga and why? So like one location you'd practice yoga at and why? Well, ideally, I want to practice yoga every single way, <laughs> wherever I go. Um, but if you ask me right now, today, um, I think I spent the past two days dreaming about, I, I think I mentioned earlier, um, I, I visited um, this place in Kerala for a retreat. And okay. it's literally in the middle of, um, it's an ashram, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's just, you're just surrounded by nature. There's no internet connectivity, nothing over there. And you wake up at 5 a.m. and you watch the sunrise and things like that. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, if you ask me right now in this, in this current moment, that's definitely where I just want to roll my mat out and be. Um, yeah. For sure, Kerala, right? Kerala. I, I hear Kerala is really beautiful. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things with um, Kerala. I've heard a lot, but I've never been there for myself. So I definitely look into it when I visit India. I'll definitely visit Kerala as well. And I'll remember you um, because I know you do practice yoga there. So, yeah. <laughs> I want to come into our next question by asking you, what are some yoga asanas you found helpful for you? Um, so I think for me, I personally realized that I absolutely love um, back bends and okay. arm balances. So whether it's the wheel pose or whether it's a couple of arm balances like um, the pro pose, I think those are things which I practice every single day and I just don't um, uh, let go of them. But also one thing that I just cannot start 
or end a practice without is um, the Ashtanga Surya Namaskars. So I absolutely love the traditional Surya Namaskars, but the Ashtanga Sun Salutation is, it's like I said, my day is incomplete without a yoga practice and my yoga practice is incomplete without an Ashtanga Sun Salutation. Yes, I think that is definitely my go-to. So if it's even on days when I'm not feeling very well, I know if there's one thing that's going to work as a pick-me-up, it's going to be the Ashtanga is. So yeah, definitely that. Ashtanga, the Ashtanga Surya Namaskar version, right? Yeah. Yes. That's nice. Um, the first one. The first one. Okay. So I think that that one is quite peaceful and that it has its own benefits compared to the Surya Namaskar itself. I feel like they're, they're a bit different. So yeah. I, I think for our viewers as well, definitely look into that um, as Sana suggested and try it out for yourselves and let us know what you thought about the Ashtanga Surya Namaskar sequence one. And the final question I have for you is, what is one word you would use to describe yourself before attempting yoga and why? Before attempting yoga? Before attempting yoga. Hyper. <laughs> Definitely hyper. Um, I'm, I'm a very hyper person. Ever since I was a kid, my mom had to find every possible activity she could to enroll me into just to keep me calm to keep me sane or maybe just to keep me out of the house I don't know what it was but um, that was definitely it and even now that's how I always describe myself is I'm always usually the hyper one and um, that's definitely always before yoga whether it was years ago before I got into the yoga practice or whether it is um, even today before I start my yoga practice every single day very hyper during the practice nice and calm and composed and then after the practice either i'm at the right level of energized or i'm a little calmer than that so yeah definitely hyper hyper yeah i feel like um i can relate with that as well i'm usually very hyper before starting yoga like there's always that mischievous part of me before yoga and then after yoga there's like that 2.0 version that comes out it's like <laughs> it's like drinking that coffee that we all need and yoga is like the best version of that. So coffee and yoga goes, it just hits different. So, so that's my third love. Other than um, yoga and the nature, coffee is my third love. Me too. I love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, Sana, for joining me on the 11th episode. I'm incredibly grateful to you um, for joining me and sharing your experiences with yoga. And for everyone, please do check out Sana's Instagram page at Yogi Gone Green, as we've mentioned before. Um, it's amazing. And I'm sure that you'll learn a lot from it as well. And um, I hope we can speak again. And I want to... Oh, yeah, I want to thank everyone um, for joining us and obviously listening to us in our 11th episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. And until next time, have a great day, everyone. And thank you, Sana. Thanks, Swati. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure being here. And I think kudos to you for doing this. You're doing an incredible job in spreading the word about something which is so important. So definitely more strength and more positive vibes your way. Thank you, Sana. Right back at you. I'm so grateful to you.